0: Hey, it's Shannon. And if you know anything about me so far, it's that I'm just trying to get my life together. Look, it's hard for all of us. We're a family of four school, appointments, therapy, work schedules, sports. It never ends and it's a lot to manage. Insert Skylight Calendar. We're already fairly organized in the Corza household. Uh, We have Apple calendars on our phones for everyone, but we still seem to miss things. With the Skylight Calendar, I have one big screen in the kitchen where everyone can see it. And the best part is that it syncs up to the already existing calendars. So we synced up all of our Apple calendars to the Skylight Calendar, and now there's a command center in the kitchen for all to see. It comes in two sizes, a 10-inch or the large 15-inch, which is what we have. Worried? Don't be. I'm a sucker for a good deal and a guarantee. Skylight Calendar has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, you don't dig it, you have 120 days to return it for a full refund and free returns. Now, as a special offer, you can get up to $30 off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com and enter code MOMSTALK. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot promo code M-O-M-S-T-A-L-K.
1: Hello and welcome to Moms Talk Autism. We are so excited to talk with a guest today. Stay tuned. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. Okay, today it is me. Hi, this is Brittany. Uh, We are so happy to have you with us today. And I have with me Shani Shan.
0: Hey guys.
1: And our special guest is Sarah Watkins from Awesome Sauce. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that is soon. So say hi, Sarah. Hi. Thank you for having me. We are so happy to have you. Sarah did uh, reveal to us that she was a little nervous and we've been trying to reassure her that this is a safe space and we promise not to make fun of her too much. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding we want it all we want it all At Shannon and I I'm are off, the you know w- Shannon and I are like the nicest I mean the other t- it's like the other two girls like are nice but they're uh we're like timid compared to them I guess I don't know okay. what's oh, the right timid. word like, I would
0: not consider myself timid
1: I am but uh, <laughs> you're with you're with good company You'll be fine. Okay. You'll be fine. That's I'm all excited. she's trying
0: to say as we throw the other girls under the bus.
1: <laughs> i and Tosh excited to be here. Yes. Yeah. Jean and Tosh to be like, what do you mean by that? What's going on? What?
0: what? They're enneagrammates is all just okay. They're a little bit it's more like, aggressive. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. I love you, okay. Jean and Tosh. Don't get mad at me. We're a one in the <laughs> two. So you know. you'll be fine. Okay. You'll be fine. Um. Okay. So today we are going to learn a little bit more about Sarah and her family and chat about her amazing organization that she has started um and is currently working with in the southern california area and uh, we just we sarah reached out to us and we got a chance to chat with her ahead of time and we just felt that this would be something that you guys would want to hear and um not only does she have her own personal story with, you know, her own children and her family with autism, but she gets to work with a lot of people in her local community who are also in similar situations to us and you, the listener. So, anyway, so Sarah, tell us a little about little bit about you and your family.
2: Um, so, like you said, we do live in Southern California, uh, Orange County in particular. My son, I have two boys. One is going to be seven very soon. And my three-year-old, my oldest Luke um, was diagnosed with autism at the age of two. He's going to, like I said, so he's going to be seven. And uh, as you know, it's such a process when you start that young with a diagnosis. I remember uh, not knowing what to expect. And mind you, he was born two months early. So we had been through the process of, uh, you know, check-ins with our team of doctors, uh, you know, from all these tests every six to nine months with him. And he just kept coming back, you know, not not catching up with those, you know, milestones that he was supposed to. So right before Mm -hmm. he turned two, we had been advised to go to a referral, you know, for a behavioral pediatrician. And when we did that, I remember specifically, you know, going off on the side of the road with my husband and being like, should we do this? You know, being first time parents, not understanding, um, you know, what, what that would mean. And so we made the call, we had the appointments and I feel like I remember y- you guys talking about your experiences with the diagnosis process Um, mine was similar. I can't remember whose it was, but it was, he wasn't very empathetic. It was very much like, you know, he has autism and I remember, yeah, the clinical side was, it's always very difficult, but I remember just being like, I don't remember much after he said, you know, he has autism. Here's the paperwork. I'm assuming it was a lot of, you know, reach out to regional center. They'll contact you in two weeks. Uh, but I just don't. I don't remember much. I remember walking out and feeling like, uh, like one of those scenes in a movie where the bomb is thrown and you're kind of, you know, disheveled. There's ringing mm-hmm. sounds and mm-hmm. it was it was very traumatic. And I, I didn't know I was sobbing at some point walking to my car, calling my my dad and feeling like uncontrollable. And he he thought I was in some severe accident at that point. It, it was rough. And so you go through the process, you you start everything. I had you know, I did whatever they told me, the thirty hours of ABA, the um, different types of therapists, the the team that came through. it was a lot of uh, wh- whatever they told me I did. and uh, yeah. we we went through the the ebbs and flows of trying to figure out what we, whatever we can do to to help him.
1: So and I think that's very us- natural too when you're first starting out in that diagnosis and maybe you've never had much experience with autism is you have these doctors or these professionals telling you, well, this is what you need to do. So you're like, oh okay, I guess that's what I need to do And yeah exactly so you do it whether it's appropriate or not for your child.
2: <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty intense and we just did... Whatever they had suggested. I mean, it was, I remember the 30 hours a week, and we were just trying to figure out how we were, you know, going to break that down as a family with, you know, a two year old. And, you know, when we had transitioned, we were in LA County at the time, but we were, he was two. That, that year of just any and everything was difficult. And then, right when you feel like you have a handle of things and they say, boom, you're transitioning out of early intervention. Now he's going to school. And, you have to send your nonverbal child to school for you know four hours a day is terrifying again. So here we go, <laughs> adjusting the schedule <laughs> and and you know, taking this therapy off and adding this one. And it was a lot of trying to figure things out. And that's sort of you know what got me to where I am today, because I finally had realized that I was ready to to do something for myself selfishly and find a community for myself <laughs> selfishly. And, Not
1: selfish. Uh, also, no, no, no. I, yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> I, I did it in mind for my son to have those friendships, but also yeah. I was kind of drowning a little bit myself, and needed, you know, another mom friend or somebody <laughs> to mm-hmm. to help me out. And that I think, like you said, the clinical side is is one thing, but I vividly remember talking to one mom. Um, my my husband had just started a new job and. He was talking to a friend of a friend or a coworker, a new coworker, and they had just said to him, he heard someone say autism. So when we got the diagnosis, he re- he reached out to this person, this stranger, and they talked briefly on the phone and they're like, maybe our wives should talk. So I remember jumping on the phone with this mom. I don't remember her name, but mm-hmm. she was so helpful in that 30 minutes that we talked. She gave me all the, this is what mm-hmm. ABA is. Because is a- I didn't know what, I remember hearing people saying NT and I was like, I don't know what NT is. And I was too afraid to ask somebody to fear of them thinking I was dumb, but it was neurotypical. And she's like, that's what it means. That means that, you know, the child is quote unquote, you know, normal. They don't have any signs of the delays potentially. So um, it was a lot of questions I had and she was very, very helpful. And I don't remember her name and I will always be grateful for her. Always.
1: Thanks to that, that mom out there. And that's, what's so interesting. Yeah. Like you're just kind of thrown into this world, you know, dive into the deep end and, and hope you can make your way up to the surface again. And, and I think your story, what you've just said, this whole thing is very relatable, not only to all of us here, like we've, we've done certain parts of this story ourselves, but I think every family kind of goes through something very, very similar to that. Yeah. Just feeling like they're drowning and I don't even know the words that people are throwing at me. And I feel really awkward asking for people to explain things. I should already know this for some weird reason or or whatever. (laughs) Um, And you just, you're kind of grasping at whatever. Well, I've heard this one person say this one thing about autism one time. So I'll start there, you know, like Mm -hmm. just anything that feels like. Someone's being authentic and true and maybe can relate to your, your story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think your analogy too, about like that point in the movie where the bomb goes off and you're like recovering and you're trying to like open your eyes and your ears are ringing. I think that's probably the best analogy (laughs) that (laughs) we've been doing this podcast for a considerable, considerable amount of time. I do think that that is probably the
2: best analogy I've heard where. Yeah. It, and yeah. I always say that because that's what it just, it really felt that way. You're just totally disheveled, like you said. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what? I don't remember what happened back there, what they said. And it's rough. It's a rough, mm-hmm. that's a rough moment in someone's life. It is.
1: But you're here and you've made it through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I have. so far, right? So far. So far. So, um, so you're, you're getting Luke started in the school programs there. You're working with teachers. You're doing the preschool thing. You're doing, you know, um, and you're feeling this void, right? You're feeling this need not only for him but for yourself, like you said. So tell us a little bit about that and that process of starting.
2: I had awesome actually thoughts. seeked out, um, you know, you joined the Facebook groups, and I was on one in particular and I had gone to a parent meetup with my husband. I was actually pe- pregnant with Jackson, my youngest, and we had gotten there. And and not to discredit—I mean, once you get through the school system and you go through everything, you kind of become a—it's hard, you know. You you learn a lot more things, and you see how the system can kind of work against you sometimes. And so we—my son was just three, so I wanted just someone to talk to me about you know, he's just, what's an IEP? He just got into third grade. Can you like, what, what do I expect? Or how does that meeting go? Cause apparently he has another whole set of tests and things like that. And a lot of them had been with children who were 12 to like 25 even. So there was just a disconnect even in like the the diagnosis process from when they had been through it. And when I was just starting, I even did a, um, a meetup at my work and it was the same thing. It was very aggressive. I remember one man was telling me, you need an advocate right now. You need to find an advocate right now. I have I have someone if you want their information. And he was three and I hadn't even had the IEP yet. Mm. So I was just, I was actually terrified again, all over again, trying to figure out like what was best right. for him. Um, So Again, couldn't figure out where to go, what to do, and even in the pickup lines at that point, I always wanted to talk to another mom. But you just get that sense of I'm not, I'm I'm not gonna do it yet. I don't know if she feels like I do or if I should take this first step. It's like (laughs) first date, you know. You don't know what's happening. (laughs) You're trying to pick someone up at "Uh, club. (laughs) Like, like, can I see? Like, can you look at me? Are we making eye contact? Like. Can yeah. I, you know, I really like those leggings, <laughs> like, whatever that may be. Like I should <laughs> start a conversation and it was so hard. It was so hard. And I, I was like, I'm just not that mom. And on top of it, I'm not that mom because I'm just worried about the judgment. Um, well, yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's some of its personality, I'm
1: sure. Yes. But it's yeah. also difficult because you're trying to do your own re- research. You're hearing things from medical professionals. You're scared. You're terrified. You don't want to offend someone else. It's very emotional for you. So you're assuming it's emotional for other parents and other moms, other people. So the last thing you want to do is set somebody off. <laughs> you know, if, exactly. mm-hmm. if you're wrong in any way or say say the wrong word or, you know. And so it's, yeah, it, it just, it feels like a little bit of a mine, minefield. Uh, yes. Approaching somebody else. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs>
2: And you know you're in and out of the transition, you know, all it's a transitional stage and that's sort of what I thought was important because I didn't feel like I was supported in just answering those questions. So when we started Awesome Sauce it was geared towards like that 2 to like second third grade because so I ha- every parent is so, you know, they're going to school, they're not going to school, they're doing full ABA, they're not doing ABA at all. They've transitioned from um, regional center to the IEP process. They're now doing, some of them don't even have a diagnosis, but they know that there are some delays. There's a lot of uh, who, what, where's going on at this, at that age range. Um, and a lot of uncertain- uncertainties. So they're, there's a, a need for guidance, a parent to parent conversation, anything like that. And so that's why even till this day, if I get a random text from a random mom, I make the, make it a point to have that conversation with them just to do a check-in because I remember how I felt when I talked to that mom and I will always want to be that person for someone else, even if it's for 15, 20 minutes. And usually it's not right. the case. Those calls always go for 45 minutes to an hour because we just start the tears start happening, the, you know, the, what am I doing? What's this? What's that? And it becomes a full like connection. And that's sort of what I've gotten out of this as well. Mostly connecting with other moms. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what gave you the idea exactly to start awesome sauce? Like, I mean, so you know that you want to make these connections, right? How did you start? Like, what did you, what did you do?
2: I, did a lot. It was it was a lot. Um, <laughs> Is that a loaded question? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it's a loaded question. I uh, <laughs> When I kind of felt like my head was above water with um, all of Luke's therapies and feeling comfortable with where we were and what we were doing with what he needed, um, I still was feeling that sense of no community. And then I had started seeing um, influencers on Instagram, quote unquote, who were you know <laughs> doing things and and talking into the the void of Instagram and feeling very comfortable. and I connected with one mom in particular and she had mentioned to me, asked her, do you have anything like this out here in California? She was in Florida and uh, she said, I don't, but we do chapters. If you're interested, and I attempted to go that route, but she had um, specific parameters that we couldn't fit into here in California, and I said, I guess I'll just try something on my own, and that's where I called around. I found um, a space that I thought was doable for our families and our kiddos. I got my website in order. I found a you know I got someone to work a logo because I wanted it to be not always a. a you know, a puzzle piece. I wanted it to be catchy and different than, um, you know, what we usually see out there. And I kind of just hit the ground running. We usually host, we host a variety of different events throughout the month. Our main one is the interactive support mixer because we kind of got away from the support group because parents oftentimes get a little nervous about that. (laughs) Um, So we keep it as a interactive support mixer because it allows the families to come with their kids, with the sibling, with the behavioral therapist, with grandma and grandpa, it becomes like a, you know, a group thing, a group effort. And that's what we started with. I started, we host them at the community center and I always make sure that everything we do consists of safety, meaning that it's enclosed because all of our kiddos are pretty young and they're elopers. And we always have some sort of resource or fun thing going on. The kids are able to play and socially interact sort of organically. And the parents are able to connect amongst themselves. We always have sensory um, things in mind. So there's a lot of things that go into the planning process, but that's sort of where it started with.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah. And so
1: this is a way for parents to find other people in their area locally who are maybe not necessarily going through the same process exactly, but there's an understanding, there's a connection, there's a sense of community, right? And that's what that's what you're trying to do. Um, it's very isolating once you enter into the school setting, at least I'm in Northern California, so I'm assuming it's the same for the state. You don't have the same connection as you do in a regular general education classroom necessarily. Um, you don't always get to go volunteer in the classroom. There isn't a class list necessarily sent out. There's privacy things that you know the school has to follow and, and respect, and you don't make those connections. And the kids don't necessarily stay in the same classes year after year. you don't build that rapport you're not going to have oh we've been in the same you know grade and classes since kindergarten and now we're graduating from sixth grade Oh look at us you know because it, it changes depending on what the kids needs they'll be sent to different classrooms or different schools even. You might not go to your home school that you've been assigned to in your district. So there's there's a lot of um, the way the system is right now, there's not much chance for these parents to connect. Right. And that's what awesome sauce and other programs like that across the country can do and is, is a chance to, to meet together and to be physically in each other's presence. And that's what I love about it. Um, um, Is there any other, like, so that's your favorite thing is to have like kind of the family group mixers, like you said, where anyone can come. The kids can play too, right?
2: Exactly. Um,
1: Even if they're just in like physically in the same space, uh, they may not necessarily be playing together all the time, which is fine. Um, Do you have anything for older kids? Do you tend to focus on the younger ones at this point? So in addition to
2: our regular mixers, we host um special events as well so mm-hmm. we will that are geared towards m- all ages so specifically we just went to you know those jump places that yeah. you know like the sky zones and all that there's one that just opened in Fullerton over here and they were hosting sensory sundays once a month Be- so the lights are on um no loud music no crazy strobe lights going um so we partnered with them because they weren't seeing a large crowd come through for the sensory Sundays and they had, I think about two um, the first one. And then I don't think they had very many, the next one. So they're trying to build that rapport. We Mm -hmm. partnered with them on a special event. We had about 48 signups for ours. So we really try to use um, the confidence and providing that safe space for families and partner with other organizations to, you know, broaden their horizons and allow them to actually get out and go to these things because it's difficult. You know, you're not sure of what's happening. So we do showcase that a lot. So yes, that we do offer events for older kiddos, all ages Mm -hmm. to allow the parents to do different things. We have something coming up in September where we do bowling and it's a private event specific to our group. And nice. it allows the kids to just sort of, you know, so it's always sensory friendly, private. Um, you know, we try to do a resource or educational aspect to what we're offering, but yeah, we want to make sure that they the point is we want to make sure that parents and the kids get those situations that they might not always want to take part in. And that might be bowling. I have a family that's coming, they're like, we've never been bowling before. We're actually quite kind of terrified so we're excited to do something like this so it's you know allowing them to step out of that 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 comfort zone a little bit yeah
1: you wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable taking your child bowling for the first time without maybe other families around who would understand if they try to run out on the on the alley or they they're taking off their shoes or they're slapping their hands or whatever it is right it makes you feel more comfortable more safe like you have people yeah
2: who have your back. Families just like yours. Yes. And that's, we definitely, you know, that's part of like our mission is that, you know, you're amongst others who get it. We just get it. (laughs) Everyone gets it. So you don't have to feel that, you know, nervousness or uncertainty. And that's, you know, part of the comfort that we provide. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I, we do get it. (laughs) That's, Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it because you don't feel like very many people understand at least. That's the way I feel. yeah so, so tell me a little bit about so if you're you're hosting a mixer, um, just like walk me through like what that looks like from start to finish. How long is it? Um, what what do you, what kind of topics have you covered on previous meetings um, some maybe some feedback on how the parents like them or don't like them or how you've changed them as you've you know kind of honed it and decided what, yeah. what works and what doesn't.
2: We actually, it's it's interesting. We actually make it a very relaxed setting because I feel like a lot of what we do is very structured. Um, mm-hmm. It's always this therapy to this therapy to this ter- therapy. So we host our mixers in the morning on a Saturday from 11 to 1 p.m. And it's really just a drop-in system. Uh, th- there is a playground and there's open space. We put out, you know, crafts, the large Jenga. We might have, um, you know, this past... Uh, August, uh, I'm sorry, the July one we did in, oh actually it was August, so I'm, I don't know what time I'm thinking of. But yes, it was <laughs> before the summer, before the end of the school year, kind of like an end of summer situation. We had um, water plays. So we did a lot of like the sensory toys and reusable water balloons, which are a hit if you have not tried them. They're the um, best. I know. They're the best and their kids love them. And we had um, Hawaiian shave ice. The you know our local police department came. The kids got to see the the you know the sirens and, and well not the sirens but more the lights and some of the noises from the car. So it was really cool. It's a it's a very relaxed setting. The, the parents were able to enjoy themselves and talk to other parents. And it was a lot of new families. We have a lot of families that are are ride or dies and that come often and support us from the beginning. But we've been catching on to a lot of new families and they come from all surrounding cities. So it's a very relaxed situation. The kids just sort of take off and the parents are able to sort of watch them, but not, but it, you know, it gives them a chance to relax a little bit, which is nice. Yeah. And again, enclosed. And that that's what I wanted
1: to ask. Yeah. That's, I think that's really key is to be, especially with the younger, younger little guys yeah. who can elope. Um, I had a couple of those um, before they got big enough that they don't necessarily think about running away as much because you know, it takes more energy, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but they, you know, they just take off, they scatter and you can't even like have a conversation because you're just literally chasing your child the entire time. So having a place that is enclosed in some kind of fence or away from a busy road or just anything like that just makes a huge, huge difference. Most parks, at least where I live, they're very, very open. Yeah, um, yeah. And usually near a road or a parking lot. And mm-hmm. you have to be really, really vigilant in those yeah. cases. So Especially about you just can't reasons. let your
0: guard down. You ever, can't. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I love that you guys have found a safe space where <laughs> people can feel like you're still outside, you're still enjoying things. There's a playground, there's space, but you're not wondering if they're wandering into the street.
2: Yeah. And I think that's, um, what I have in mind every single time we look for maybe an event space. Mm -hmm. It's important to make sure that they trust that we're, we have that uh, mentality in mind when we, this is specific to the community center. And I remember when I was looking for a home base, a lot of, even just friends were saying, well, why can't you just do a park meetup? You know, it's easier, it's free. And, uh, you kind of become defensive. I was like, well, you know, my, I've, I've seen my child run into the parking lot from a park if it's, if I can't catch up. And so I just don't feel comfortable uh, putting anyone else in that situation potentially. So we always have that in mind, the safety aspect of it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. What are some of the topics that you guys have, you know, covered in your little educational segments?
2: As far as our resources, uh, it's a lot of parent to parent. But we oftentimes will bring, you know, a speaker or um, another nonprofit or organization to partner with us. We've had, um, you know, one in particular. It's called ARM. It's awesome resource mom group. She's been, you know, her son's twenty five, and she came and spoke about, you know, her experience and that process and how, you know, when her son was diagnosed, it wasn't even. A category of autism um, mm-hmm. you know and why she started the group and uh, what she did later in his years because now he lives on his own and he has a job and uh, it was it was good for our parents to see you know a, a light into the future of you know what what's to come for them. she had little like booklets and you know uh, things for the parents to refer to so that was great uh, we've it's usually a lot of other, organizations we hope this time to almost do like a resource series where it would be viral and maybe p- we have like a uh, we're hoping to have a uh, inspiration coach a mom who's also been through it mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. like financial aspects about you know what's in a 529 able account um you know things a, a trust account the types of trust a power of attorney cuz at one point you know your child will you know, we could potentially get into that, that realm of things. So we try and think outside of the box when we talk about our resources and what we can bring into, you know, our mixers or even just parent to parent nights. Awesome. And are
1: you doing this all by yourself? I mean, I can't imagine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a team of We are a five hundred one c three, so we do have a board, and we are a woman run board, which is fantastic. It's a group of moms, but also um, individuals who are very, you know, adjacent to the neurodiverse community, and they do a really good job of helping me and keeping me on track (laughs) from the business aspect. (laughs) But um, yeah, it it is a lot of it is a lot of legwork for me. So, but it is very rewarding, and, and you know, I love it. I actually really do love it. It's been worth it to you to continue, yeah, that's yeah. awesome,
1: and I know you guys are just in Southern California right now um it's di- really difficult to expand, just like you know you were trying to get that program in Florida to come over to California. transitioning from state lines or even um county lines can be yeah. quite challenging, just depending on the area and the laws and the regions around you so um. Do you have any thoughts of trying to expand is or are you just going to try to keep it local right now?
2: We do want to expand and it's funny you actually say that about the county lines cuz we've been asked to, you know, go down towards San Diego as well as LA county, but it we always keep in mind the safety aspect of things and that's very important to me and so Yes. Uh, when dealing with um, insurance, but also insurance for children, it's 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 a lot, and it took me a lot to like figure out what worked for us. So I would yeah. love to expand first to different counties in Southern California, and then potentially have a, uh, you know, like an outline or like a built process for chapters throughout, you know, the states. It would be fantastic for me to do that. But you know, yeah. we're very small, but we're mighty. And I'm hoping to, (laughs) to get to that point for sure. That'd be amazing.
1: Yeah. It, it is funny how much things can change County to County. I don't know if that's everywhere, but California, it's like hard County lines on what you can and can't do. It's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's so, we're just so impressed. Like Mm -hmm. if I had received when, when Austin's particularly, who is 16 and a half years old, when he had received his diagnosis, if there had been a program like this, maybe there was, and I just wasn't aware of it. But if there had been something like this available to me, you better believe I would have been on that so fast, it would have. I'm, I'm not an extroverted person, I'm just as scared to ask questions or to like rock the boat or like approach somebody like I that's not my natural state. But this would have felt comfortable, this would have felt like a place to start. Right. To connect with yeah. other moms and other parents in my area, especially those that maybe who are just a few years older than me or a little further along, it would have would've have helped so, so much. So we're just really commend your efforts and your um your passion about this. I mean it's it really means a lot. Do you think um have you seen a lot of benefits of the kids connecting at these kinds of things? Um, I know you're probably focused on the parents, but you know, do you f- do they meet up after? Is I mean, because that's what you're trying to encourage, right? Is for yeah. maybe people are swapping numbers or meeting on their own after you that's, guys have a meetup.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what happens, actually. Um, a lot of the families do continue to come every single time, and you do see the kiddos organically, see the same faces, and get to know them. Um, my son, in particular, uh, one of his classmates had come, and we were at the gate and he goes hey there's Grayson and i go I, <laughs> it, I must have met Grayson maybe a handful of times at that point and he yeah. just remembered his face and you know they he might have ran right past us but you know there goes my son chasing him and they yeah they had a you really do see that our kiddos come together and even if it's a you know side by side play, there's enough for them to do, and where we're at, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it happens. It, it really does organically happen, and I and I honestly seen that. I don't believe often when they say like it's difficult for uh, them to socialize. I, I've seen it. You know, they've they yeah. see their friends, and I think consistency is key outside of the school setting. And um, yes, so they they do play. The parents are able to connect and tucks talk amongst themselves about certain situations. Um, you know, I have families that come all the way from LA County and once they realize that they're with someone who also might be in LA County, they talks, they talk amongst themselves as well. Or I might have a mom come from Riverside and then, you know, I, I do have a mom that comes all the time from Corona. So, you know, I'm like, oh, well, you know, Esther's from Corona, so you should go and talk to her. She's in the area, you know, it might be good for you guys to meet up like districts wise. So it is really great to see how outside of our core group, people start to meet. And, you know, we're also able to say, you know, this event's going on this weekend. We partner with a local um, museum here in like Irvine and we're always there. So I'm always like, did you hear about Neurodiverse Night? Please come, we'll be there. And now, you know, now they have, Someone who will go there because they feel comfortable, and you know it's really great to yeah. to promote other and and provide them other opportunities, not just ours that support the neurodiverse community. So it definitely does happen. That's Connections helpful. are made. Yeah. yeah, that's the point. We want people to connect. We want you to feel
1: like you're not alone out there. That's it's just huge. It's hard enough doing it all when you're, you know just trying to figure it out all by yourself and no one should have to do that.
0: Yeah. No. And I think that that's the coolest thing about your story is I think there's so many moms out there who like think that this would be amazing and would love to be a part of this, but then you actually took it to the next level, right? You were, you decided to sort of draw a line in the sand and say, okay, this isn't a need that's currently being met. And now I'm going to do this myself. So I'm going to ask this because I know, uh, you know, 80% of the listeners who are going to hear this episode are going to ask if somebody would like to put something like this together in their area. Obviously, we would love it if it could be an awesome sauce, but we've already talked and that's, you know, it's in the works, but it takes time. What are some pointers maybe that you would tell? Like, let's say I was like, Sarah, I need this in my life. Yeah. What are some tips for me?
2: I would say, I think it goes back to me saying, you know, when you're scared to talk to another parent, even if in the pickup line, I think, um, finding the numbers is always good to start with. Maybe just make that connection with one other person and say, start with the park meetup because in my situation, the park meetup wasn't ideal because of my own scaredness that I had Mm -hmm. with, you know, my son taking off. Um, but start small, do a meetup and utilizing, um, you know, that parking lot where other parents are at. I remember passing out flyers when I first started this and just, even if it's something that you quickly make on your, you know, on your phone through Instagram, you know, I can send you this screenshot, just say meet here at 2 PM after school. It'll, you know, just Amongst our our you know our classroom, or just give it to your teachers or the aides. I think yeah. just you know setting the little wildfire and and putting it in their ear and saying you know and making consistent. I think that's also important for our families. Is that mm-hmm. we're we get a lot of inconsisten- inconsistencies with the therapies. Like we might have a different therapist, or they might mm-hmm. you know leave to a different organ- you know place, or there's a lot of. A lot of turnover. when it, yes, a lot of turnover. So I always make it a point that it's consistent. So maybe meet up every other week all the time at this spot at 2 PM. So, you know, they feel that, okay, they're going to be there. Not just they might not, or we never know, or something comes up. It's important to be consistent. And, you know, a lot of our, a lot of moms always come up to me and say, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I wanted to start. So I appreciate that. you're doing this. And so being consistent and always showing up is important to a parent like me, like them.
1: I I really like, if you honestly don't know where to start at all and your child is three or older and in the school system, utilize those teachers and aides and and Mm -hmm. ask if you can, even if they won't let you have everyone else's personal information for privacy reasons, forward it to them and they will forward it on for you or yeah. ask if you can put something in their backpacks or whatever, you know, and just start there. Even if even if you don't get the reception or the connections there in the classroom that you want, it's a place to start and it will fan out from there. I really feel like I mean, if you're ground zero, that's where I have found the most success. Um but there's social media too, you know, you can Exactly. That's I mean, you guys have a website like when people search for something like this, hopefully, you know, the search engines are set up correctly that you'll pop up like, and you could start there also, I guess. Um, in
2: your An Instagram page room. is free. You can do those meetup yeah. apps, you know, and just set something up and attach the link. I mean, it, it's possible and I know it's scary, but I always just do it. Just do it. Just and, do it. You know, sh- You're inspiring. come and show up. <laughs> you gotta do it, because then you feel just comforted by other people, you know, that are mm-hmm. and especially in your county and your area. So that's mm-hmm. all I can say. It's I know it's hard and but the co- the comfort and the camaraderie you'll find is well worth, you know.
1: Yeah. We're all you're feeling here saying, at the beginning. It's worth it. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. we've all done some version of this. In our area, and we've we've literally started a podcast for this exact reason. Right, there's all sorts of different ways that you can connect with people, and um, you you just it is scary. It's scary, but you just have to do it. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yep, you go to the exactly.
0: park. <laughs> yeah, and there's with your kid, there.
1: <laughs> and
2: no one's there. Exactly, and no one's that's there. Exactly well, true. That's the worst thing. The best thing is that you can find a friend out of it. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: I do think like you're, you're inspiring me. So I've, it's funny because I got asked to be on the PTA at Gracie school as like a representative of the bridge program, which is the special needs program. Unfortunately, I had to decline because I have too many, there's too many things happening in my life. However, I said I would happily be like a correspondent. (laughs) So you guys shoot me an email shoot me a text. Like I will a hundred percent represent any way I can. I just can't commit to like meetings constantly, but you are inspiring me because what I could fit into my schedule is like a monthly mixer, you know, and I love greasy school calls, um, the special needs department bridge, which I love. So even if we could do like, you know, a monthly bridge mixer, where all we do is meet at a that school. Right. And so now it's, Ridiculously hot outside, so an after-school park uh, situation is not high on my list. However, <laughs> I want you to come back to me. Okay, look, this is this is accountability. You guys can't okay. see me, but I'm like eye to eyeing Sarah. Right okay, now. all right, <laughs> yes, accountability is. I am going to get with the bridge teachers. There's two of them. I'm going to create flyers. Yes, and I am going to commit to trying to set up an after-school bridge family mixer. Is it cool enough in September?
2: I don't know. What about even since you're working with the school, potentially asking to use like their cafeteria and just have some juice boxes and, you know, snacks there and letting the kids run around near the playground? I mean, I don't know. Something like that might work.
0: Well, it's not like I'm trying to think of the way that her school is laid out and it, like the cafeteria is not close to the playground. So we would all have to like, you know, and it's just so hot. But I'm going to commit to either September or October because it's much cooler in October. We could make October work 100 um, mm-hmm. percent. And I may even be able to talk to the principal and even see if we could just do it on the school playground because at least it's fenced in. You know, yeah, if we were to do it after school familiar hours. with it. Yeah, love and that. It's, it's not a new area, right? Um, exactly. But even if it's just like throwing together some flyers, handing it to two bridge teachers to slip in the take-home folder, um, because I do think there's got to be one parent that spearheads it, right? Yes, And obviously not every day is going to work for every parent, and that's okay, and that's understandable. Um, but just like maybe taking the time to get to know some of the parents just in our very tight-knit community first. I mean, imagine what a difference it would make for us as moms to feel like we have a little family at our school yep. and then you Huge. open it up like you did right to the, yeah. to the community as a whole, which was amazing. But, um, I'm, you get, okay. you, I'm going to check you in, message me. you message in. me in October, Give <laughs> yep. me until October. And I and might I remind this you in September as well. I might remind okay, you in September as well. Do because <laughs> do. It's real humid. It's monsoon season, and it's ungodly hot outside. And as much as I want friends, I don't want to do it in this weather. So <laughs> <The> <laughs> I will. I will make friends as you're talking. Yeah, yeah. I will make talking. friends in September or October. A hundred percent. But yeah, I think maybe That's if a great idea, all of us can step up, maybe in our own school, and maybe be the example. You know that
2: we would like and for to... us. You know, it's yeah, gonna start small. You know. Yeah, start small. But hey, you know, I'd be happy with one close friend. At school. Yeah. That'd be great. And that's what happened. A couple of my son's friends in his school, their parents come often and he's ecstatic when his little friends Mm -hmm. from his classroom come. He loves Mm -hmm. it because those familiar faces continue. And even now it's like, where's Aliana? Where's Aliana? Oh, and seeing
1: Aliana. And obviously you've taken it a step further. You'll do little Mm -hmm. educational meetings. You'll have mixers. You're setting things up at a trampoline park. It doesn't have, if you're just starting out, You literally just have to meet at the park and show up with your kid and a water bottle. That's it. Like, you don't have to bring anything for the other parents. You don't have to, like, be in charge and, like, get up in front of everybody and talk. Just meet. That's it.
2: Just be there. Exactly. Just be there. Start small. Just be there. And I promise if you build it, they will come. (laughs) Hey, little field dreams.
0: Title the episode. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Love it. Love
1: it. Oh my gosh. Shannon inspired. Yes. You and Kevin Costner. It's (laughs) me and
0: Kevin homeboys, besties (laughs) (laughs) and friends. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, We are so grateful to have you on. We thank you for being here. We want these kinds of programs and this kind of system to work for everybody who's searching for connection. Um, Even if you maybe don't even have that official diagnosis yet, it's okay. You're allowed and welcome and we want you there. Um, We want these kids to thrive and we want us as parents and specifically since we're all moms, we want us to thrive too. We want to feel like we're not alone and that we can do this. And that's, that's what, that's what it's all about, man. So just keep mm-hmm. doing the good work. If you um, expand and as things change, we want updates, Sarah. We want to hear more about I will it. Let you and know. I've already told Sarah the next time I go down to Southern California, I'm looking her up and whether she wants to see me or not, I'm coming. All these people in California,
0: no. Brittany gets everybody. God, why does nobody yes. live in Arizona? Because it's hot. <laughs> be well, I can name guest. a few reasons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: I know, I know
1: there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people in California, but there's also a lot of people leaving California, so. Yes, very yeah, true. they're all coming
0: here. Very true. Yes, very Driving true, up our true home on both prices.
2: fronts. Hey now, hey now.
0: Okay, Sarah, where do people find you? Give us yes. your Instagram, give us your website.
2: Um, our website is awesomesauce.org, but we spell it obviously very cutely. A-U-S-O-M-E and then sauce, you know like the sauce s a u like sauce yes like sauce <laughs> and then our instagram is is the same but there's actually two e's at the end of sauce
1: oh okay mm-hmm. all right we'll we'll make sure that's all in the show notes so people can link yes. on it um, when this episode drops, um, the week of, we're hoping to have Sarah on to chat and with you, you can certainly email or contact us and DM us. If you have any questions, we're happy to pass those along to Sarah. You can contact her directly. Um, she's great about responding. Um, and we just, we just want people, if you're in Southern California and listening to this, boy, are you lucky because you might actually <laughs> find be able me. to go to one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, we're just so grateful that you contacted us, Sarah. See, Sarah initiated this, guys, and look where she's okay. here. She's here with us.
2: I've, and I love your guys' podcast, and I just was like, Thank these you. these women get me. So I wanted to send you some <laughs> broads get and, me. Yes. So <laughs> the stocking began.
1: <laughs> that's right. Hey, we're all about it. We're all about it. Yeah. She sent us <laughs> these adorable tote bags, guys. We'll yeah. show them on um, on Instagram, Instagram so you can yeah. see them. But yeah, um, thank you so much for being here. We'd love to have you on again sometime and just I'd keep that. keep up the good work, keep inspiring and keep expanding in your own community. And we're
2: going to do the same. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's do a quick little peek of the week. Oh. Um, this is where we just mentioned something good. That's happened to us in the last seven ish days. <laughs> um It can can be further back, but something, something, it doesn't even have to be about your kids or autism, but just something
0: to make you smile. What you got, Shannon? Oh, it doesn't have to be about our kids. Um, Okay. Well, I don't know when this is airing because I don't have a calendar in front of me, but Gracie started back to school like two weeks ago and it has gone so well for the last two weeks. And I am so incredibly thankful for that. So that will be my peak of the week. Awesome.
2: What do you think, Sarah? Well, this is a peak for my week. Yeah, but. (laughs) I know, right? You know, this is it. But I also, my son started school this week as well, and he's been transitioning little by little to general education every day, and he's been doing really great. So let's hope it continues. That's awesome.
0: Amazing.
2: Yes. Um.
0: I know what Brittany's is going to be.
2: What? <laughs> no, no, I want to hear.
0: What do you think it is? Um, Austin started school today. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, it, Austin did start school today. You're right. Yeah, totally. Yes, it was. Um, it was really. It was hard to get him out of bed on time because he's used to sleeping in a little bit. But he—he's a teenager, and he's a teenager. It's so funny, you guys. He's—he is non-speaking. He does not interact with people a lot. It's really hard to make a connection with him sometimes. He doesn't make a lot of eye contact, all those things, right? But when he saw that van pull up today, and and he's a teenager, he was trying not to smile. I could see it on his face, like, because we we can't be, you know, cool and like show our emotions because we're 16. I love that. But he was just like, he got this little like smirk on one side of his face. And I'm like, you want to go. You're just not going to let anyone (laughs) know because that wouldn't be cool. And he got right in. And so I'm crossing my fingers today goes okay. Usually the first day does go okay. It's like the second and third where it's like, oh, okay, we're doing this when, you know, (laughs) there's a little bit more pushback. So we'll see. But I'm excited to have the routine and the schedule back. Um, It's definitely we're ready. So yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for being here again. Thank you for listening, everyone. You can contact us at hello at Talk autism for an email or you can look us up on Instagram at Moms Talk autism. So have a great week, everyone.
2: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.